Welcome to UK Health Radio. You are listening to the Speech and Language Therapy Show hosted by Shamina Rabi, a consultant speech and language therapist and founder of Unlocking Language, an award-winning independent practice that provides speech and language therapy to both adults and children. She is dedicated to raising awareness about speech, language, communication and swallowing difficulties and empowering those who have A huge welcome to UK Health Radio and I am Shamina Rabbi hosting the Speech and Language Therapy Show. In today's episode, I will be talking about supporting early communication in babies and toddlers. The most common statement or question that I hear from parents all the time is, help, my child isn't talking yet. Lots of people have questions about this. So today I thought I would primarily focus on the zero to three-year-olds and look at how communication develops, what is typical development, what are the worrying signs, how to play with them and what you can do to help your child or a child that you know of who has a language delay. Today we are talking about supporting early communication with babies and toddlers and I've noticed that there is a larger trend of young toddlers coming through the door into my practice with a language delay. Over my career of 15 years, there has been a definitive higher number of children being diagnosed with language delay. I now see babies as young as nine months who have come in because they are not babbling, or an 18 month old who has no single words and only babbles a little bit, or two to three year olds who have only a few words and are not really understanding uh, questions or instructions. Um, In addition to these, many of the children also have difficulties to process language, follow instructions, not able to attend to a task such as reading a book or playing with a puzzle or even playing for a couple of minutes with mum. And some of them also lack social communication skills. These are eye contact, turn-taking, having conversation, playing with or alongside other children that there have been a growing number of children entering nursery and school who are not ready for school Um, and a large part of this is that they have inadequate language and communication skills according to the National Literacy Trust. So let's start off by talking about how language develops in children. Being able to speak clearly and process speech sounds to understand others to express ideas and interact with others are fundamental building blocks for a child's development. The early years are often described as a window of opportunity or sensitive window. It's a period of rapid neurological development for children. So as speech and language therapists, we often refer to what we call the language pyramid. The language pyramid is uh, the building blocks of how speech and language develop. So you have five main areas in the language pyramid. Right at the bottom is the foundation skill necessary for the rest of communication to develop. And this is attention and listening. Attention and listening skills form the foundation for developing your communication skills. They give the little one the ability to focus and hear everything that is going on around them. It includes um, the child listening attending to a task, completing the task, sitting through while you read a book to them or playing with you for a few minutes and being able to attend to what is being showed, completing a puzzle, waiting and looking and having good eye contact. So almost in attention listening also come 
also ties in with so, ties in with social interaction, and that is your second stage: play and social interaction. Play is an important prerequisite skill for developing early communication skills. Play is the work of childhood, they say. Your little one learns about language, social rules, the environment, and people around them through play. Play, in all its forms, is an important stepping stone in your little one's speech and language development. There are lots of different types of play, which we will tap into later. Um, so you have symbolic play, and um, where you're doing some role play. You have functional play, where you're using the um, objects in the right way. Once attention and listening and play are embedded, then comes along understanding. Understanding also known as receptive language, is the child's ability to process and understand what they hear. So it means being able to understand single words, being able to understand that is a car, that is a pen, that is an apple. But it also includes the ability to follow instructions and then ultimately understanding longer narratives and stories. Receptive language is an important stepping stone to expressive language. It's vital for our little ones to have in order to understand what people are communicating to them, to then transfer this in their ability to use language. So once the understanding is embedded, you then have expressive language. And this is the little one's ability to use language and to deliver a message. This is the use of their vocabulary, putting words together, um, to start making sentences, um, initiating, requesting, questioning and giving information all require expressive language skills. Because it is a form of expression, it also includes the child's ability to be able to point and use sign language. Once the child is able to talk and has vocabulary and is putting words together, that's then when we reach the top of the pyramid and we're looking at speech sounds. This means um, speech sounds is known as the pronunciation of the sounds or the clarity of what they are saying. Speech intelligibility is, uh, is the child's ability to be able to clearly and correctly produce sounds in words and put these together in a sentence so that the listener can hear and identify what they have said. So we can see the building blocks of communication in isolation, but they are also interlinked. Um, for example, when you're playing with your child, um, let's say you're playing with the um, train track, you are using physical and fine motor skills to push the train along. Um, you are then uh, using attention uh, and the child is using attention because they need to attend to the task. Um, they will then be listening to what you're saying. Oh, there is Thomas going really fast. Oh, Percy is going behind him. It's the green train. It's the blue train. Um, you're also pointing at the same time. Your child might point and then your child might say train, train, choo, choo. So actually, your child is exhibiting all the building blocks of the language pyramid in just one task. So before we talk about the strategies and how we can support early communication, the most important thing that I want to get through to you is that it is difficult when we are, I know um, how difficult it is when we are raising children. Um, I'm a new mum, uh, well, not really a new mum now, I've been a mum for four years, um, but I have two little ones, um, so a four-year-old and um, a 21-month-old, and I'm a speech and language therapist. Um, so I probably say that I'm a bit of a, um, a, a mummy tiger, um, and um, every day is hard. 
every day is survival mode. I want to get through the day. I want to get through my routines. Um, And even though I managed to do that, I'm still going to have mummy guilt in the morning, in the afternoon, and particularly at the end of the day. Have I done enough? Did I do enough? Should I have done this? Um, And I'm sure I'm speaking for the dads as well. Um, So I I, I really want to be able to empower the parents who are listening to this today um, to try and support early communication um, by embedding strategies into the daily routine and the tasks that you are doing. And I really believe now as as a mum and of course as a speech therapist that the daily routines that we have with our children between the ages of zero to three, even zero to five, are great to be able to promote um, communication. So for example, bath time. I think bath time is enriched with language. And what we want to do is immerse um, our children um, with rich language. Um, So what what you're um, really doing is commenting and talking through um, what is happening in in that particular routine. Um, So for example, um, during bath time, as I said, um, you can uh, expose your child to a variety of nouns and verbs. Bathtub, towel, um, shampoo, duck, octopus, fish with all the little rubber toys um, that you'd have in the bath and then verbs such as running, um, you know, running water, drying, wet. Um, Oh, it's splashy. Oh, let's pour the water on duck. So it can be really, really fun. It's it's, It's a routine that you have to get through every day, a routine that can take anything between sort of 15 minutes to an hour, depending on how much your child loves bath time. Um, But you can use that routine to be able to talk through what's going on and teach your child vocabulary, but in a really, really fun way. Um, and you can do the same with eating time, with preparing food, um, with when they're getting changed. Okay, let's put on your pajamas. Oh, pink pajamas. Lovely. Let's put the trousers on the one leg. Let's pull it up on the other leg. Let's pull your sleeve through. And again, you're just enriching your child. You have to do the routine. And what you're supplementing with the routine is language. Talk, talk, talk. Walk your child through the house and just talk to them. And that is the best way to be able to develop their attention, their listening, those social rules um, of where you're talking to one another, eye contact, and of course, exposing them to the beautiful language that you have. And just while we are on the topic of of talking, um, one thing that I did with my baby right from the time that he was born is that I would walk around the house either carrying him or putting him into my baby carrier um, and I would tell him what I am doing so I am stacking the dishwasher I'm putting the big plate in I'm putting the green cup in I mean he wasn't even able to look at me at that time but I knew that I was giving him all this information that he would be recording and storing somewhere in his brain and of course some of the routines were done six times a day like steaming the bottles washing the bottles um, which meant that my baby was exposed to um, core vocab core words six or ten times a day let's go up the stairs let's go down the stairs and I'd be going up and down the stairs at least 20 times a day so again the repetition and the reinforcement of vocabulary is really important because as the child starts to get older They need that repetition so that they can understand what the word means and then start to use it effectively. And um, for um, mummies, um, 
there is a lot of evidence uh, that uh, talks about what they call now the mother ease language and that's the way we talk to our child. Um, we often talk by raising our pitch, it goes up and down, um, oh we're going up, oh we're going down um, but there's evidence that shows, research that shows that this mother ease language that we're using um, is almost a, a comfort um, voice that the child, the baby has been listening to since they were in our tummy. Um, and that it really, really engages the child, and it's showing good a good relationship between um, the use of our pitch, the motherese language, and the way that children are developing their language skills. And this ties in quite nicely with singing, which is a really, really important tool to use because when we do sing traditional lullabies and nursery rhymes, we are in fact changing our pitch. Ba, ba, black sheep. And so the pitch and the rhythm and the intonation you're using is all related to your child's language development. Um, and it's really important to be singing um, these to babies and infants before they even learn to speak. It's an essential precursor to later educational success and emotional well-being, which is what recent evidence is showing. Um, and singing is a special type of speech. You're exposing your child to different types of music, which can help to create even more pathways in between um, cells and the brains in the brain. And this effect increases even more when you link music to different activities such as dancing. Um, and early age, very, very, very early babies can hear the difference between different types of sounds. And just after a few weeks, a baby is able to identify their mother's voice from other people, their father's voice, their grandma's voice. Exposure to music enhances the child's natural ability to decode sounds and words. And by singing nursery rhymes to your child, you can help them to start to identify these sound patterns and learn through repetition. And it's a great way of picking up words. Um, my son, who's 21 months old now, um, he used to sort of hum along to um, a hickory dickory dock. Uh, 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 and now I'm starting to see some words form, um, formulas, such as ouse for mouse. He's not clearly saying all the words and I don't expect him to clearly articulate, but I just want him to be able to start to use the words. And when we're singing the song now, he can do the actions, he can um, say some of the words clearly, and the rest of it is some babble and some humming. But that's great because it's showing the progress, his, uh, the progress that we've made together with just um, an activity such as singing. And I must admit, I probably do singing three, four, five, over five times a day. But again, it's something you can include in your daily routine. If I'm going to the shops and he's in the back of the car, I'm singing with him. If we're walking along, um, going outside for a walk, I'm singing to him if we've sort of had enough of labelling um, all the things that we can see outside. Um, so in addition to that, music helps children to anticipate what is coming next in a song and they then know how to put these patterns in a sequence and by mastering these skills, they build the basis for literacy and numeracy. Okay, so now we're going to talk about play. Play. Play is childhood work. Play is the most important. Um, I don't know how to reiterate how important play is for the child. It develops so many skills and most importantly, 
language. Nowadays, when we talk about play, there, there is some controversy um, surrounding, uh, surrounding it, and that is linked to um, the, the wonderful technology that we, um, we have now, which um, you know, has, has fantastic benefits, but unfortunately is replacing um, traditional, functional, um, symbolic play. So I would like to spend a little bit of time talking about screen time. Okay, so what is screen time? Um, researchers are beginning to publish more and more studies about the detrimental effects of screen time on language development. Increased screen time has been linked to attention problems, short-term memory problems and reading problems, all of which play into your child's ability to learn language as well. Your child is not going to be able to learn the social norms and conversational skills by interacting with a screen because it will not respond to the screen will not be speaking to your child. Screen time refers to any time that your child spends with a screen, be it a television, the cinema, smartphone, tablet, computer, handheld video game device, DVD play in the car, anything with a screen that has moving pictures. It doesn't matter if your child is watching an educational video or nursery rhymes or something that they really enjoy, screen time is screen time. Children learn to talk and communicate through interactions with other people and most importantly with their parents and caregivers. That's the way it's always been and my opinion is that is the way it should continue to do despite any new technology that comes our way. The first several years of life are crucial for your child's language development. It is when the brain is most receptive to learning new language and is building communication pathways that will be with them for the rest of their lives. Once that window closes, it is much more difficult for someone to learn and develop language skills. That's why it is harder for you to learn a foreign language as an adult. As an adult. Um, very, very recent studies have shown, uh, very, very recent studies have actually looked at the link of screen time with uh, language skills and communication. And one um, study by Chonchea found that children who began watching TV before 12 months and who watched more than two hours of TV per day were six times more than likely to have a language delay. And then a recent study by Dutch Eral found that children who wanted, who watched more than two hours of TV per day had increased odds of low communication scores on assessment. Um, the American um, Academy of Pediatrics has given guidelines, which the NHS in the UK agrees with, um, discouraging TV and other media use by children younger than two years. In fact, they say they should be exposed to no screen time and encourages interactive play. Of course, your child isn't going to suddenly stop talking if he's exposed to a few minutes of television um, or the phone or the iPad. So don't worry if you need to do it. And, and as a mum, I know that there are moments when um, I, just have to, I just have to put something on so they can get on with it and I can quickly do the task I have to. I run my own business, so it means sometimes I have to take the telephone call, I have to send out an email, I have to put the dinner on and I can't have my four-year-old and my 21-month-old hovering by my legs while I try to finish my task. So I am going to put Fireman Sam on. I'm going to put Thomas on. I'm going to put Let's Learn About Dinosaurs because actually they're picking something up from it. But it's limited. Um, with my first one, I didn't expose him to any screen time. With my second one, it was more tough because the first one was already watching um, some screen time. Um, and I, I can actually see the difference in the vocabulary. I can see the difference in the attention. I can see the difference in the way language is formulated. Um, formulated and the desire to want to play is a lot more with the first one who was 
exposed to play 24 hours a day. Um, it was tough. I did no screen time and I did no dummy. Um, and um, it was hard. I had to give up eating in restaurants. I had to give up going to many social in, uh, social situations because after half an hour, he was bored of sitting on my lap and watching me have an adult conversation with other adults. Um, what I do have is a magic bag of tricks. So I will take their favorite toys when we go outside. Um, I will uh, take um, a couple of their favorite books and um, I will hope that that will keep them entertained and then when they've had enough of all of that I will resort to screen time if I need to. Um, okay so going back to play why is play so important? Um, play and more specifically pretend play gives us a look into the child's world. Play skills demonstrate the child's ability to the child's cognitive skills which is your child's ability to think process language play attention, learn and plan the next move. All of these skills are essential for speech and language development. There are lots of different types of play and I'll probably require another episode to go through all of them. But I just want you to think about how the child, how you, you, the baby starts to play right from the early stages of, of being an early baby. When they start to put an object into their mouth or you're showing them a building block and they put the building block into their mouth. This is play. This is known as exploratory play, using senses of touch, taste and smell to learn about new objects. And this begins when your child has intentional control over their body. Constructive play is when they start to manipulate objects to make something new. And this stage of play includes more trial and error to see how things work together. Um, and it involves building train tracks, assembling and disassembling blocks, sorting shapes and objects. Then you've got functional play. Functional play is where you're using toys and objects as they were intended. For example, a spoon to stir, rolling a ball or pushing cards. Pay attention to whether your child is using the object or simply just enjoying watching parts of an object, such as the wheels turning round. It's important as we move through the different stages of play, um, play and I'm going to quickly talk about pretend and symbolic play. Um, this is where you're using objects in imaginary ways, such as pretending your your um, hand or a block is a phone, emptying a box to make a doll bed or bathtub, um, pretending to uh, going to the wooden cooker and um, doing some role play and pretending that they're um, cutting corn and then cooking um, a, a fried egg um, or dressing up and pretending to be someone. Play develops as the child develops. First, they might put everything in their mouth. Then they start to throw their toys. They're just experimenting and learning. Now, our role is to facilitate that play and to facilitate that learning. So when they do put something into their mouth, oh, ball in the mouth. Oh, green ball in the mouth. Oh, what does that taste like? Your comment, your role is to comment on the child, on the baby's play. Your baby's not going to be speaking for another 12 months. So in that time, we need to be able to give the language to your baby so that when your baby does start to speak, when your toddler is starting to speak, they've got all that recorded information. Um, and again, when you're saying, oh, green ball in the mouth, notice how my how I'm using that sort of mother ease language. So there's so much going on. I'm firing those neurons, I'm building those connections, I'm giving the language language I'm I'm improve, I'm I'm telling him what he's doing um, and that's all helping um, to develop the baby's communication skills um, and then as your child goes through the other forms of play that we talked about our role is to comment so as they're pushing cars we should be saying oh 
uh, green car going fast. Oh, red car under tunnel. So notice how I've given a verb, I've given an adjective, and I've given a preposition of under and started to introduce under. Um, and then again, when we're doing pretend play, oh, stirring the, um, you know, st stirring the cream. Oh, let's let's get some water in here. And I've I've always been a huge believer um, in pretend play, and I've done it with my children from the time they could sort of sit up. And um, I, I see them doing it now. As soon as I'm in the kitchen, they'll go and get pots and pans. And I want to share a really special moment that I had with my 21-month-old um, just uh, about two weeks ago where we had our first, first, I would say first proper conversation. Um, and um, he walked to the pantry and um, uh, he was pointing. And I said, oh, what do you want from here? And he said, oh. So I opened the door um, and then um, I said, oh, what, what's in here? And he went, tata, which is his word for pasta, because the day before we were doing cooking pretend pasta. So I said, oh, you want pasta? Yes, mummy. And so I gave him pasta. That was a great conversation that we had, all stemming from the fact that we had done some pretend play the day before. I was making pasta, so I gave him one of my pots, gave him a little bit of dry pasta in there. He chose a spoon and he was cooking just like mummy. And I gave him all this lovely language while he did the task. Okay, so the next strategy that I want to talk about is reading. Um, reading is really important um, from the time baby is in tummy um, and when baby is very early all the way up to when children are, are, are grown up. Um, and the key to a wide vocabulary is a love of reading and it's important to make reading a routine with a regular slot every day. Um, don't just read um, any types of books. Recognize your uh, toddler's interest and find books that relate to them as this will encourage them to read purely for enjoyment. And once the child, once your toddler is sort of two and a half to three year old, uh, three, it's important to talk about what you're reading because this will start to develop their comprehension. Reading to babies contributes to the development of the growing brains and gives them a good start towards a lifelong love of reading and good literature. When you read to infants, it can also help language development because they're taking in information and beginning to learn about speech patterns. In addition, the synapses in the brain connect between your infant's neurons as you read aloud, positively affecting child development in many areas. Infants will tune into the rhythm and to the cadence of our voices, especially in the familiar voices of mum and dad and grandparents, while initially the rhythmic phrase, brown bear, brown bear, what do you see, may not hold any meaning, your baby is taken in the sounds of language and how they fit together. This ties in um, very nicely with what we spoke about before when um, you know we sort of use that that high, that high pitch low pitch voice or what they term as the mother ease language um, so yeah reading reading is really really important um, and um, when I was breastfeeding my baby I remember that I used to read books um, books and actually I, I was reading my own books but I felt I was exposing um, the baby to vocabulary and as the baby sort of became two or three months I started to look for um, uh, wordless books but with beautiful pictures um, so I could read just the single words and now at four um, my son has a huge passion for reading um, and, and actually is, is has only recently started phonics at school but I believe will be a very very good reader. Um, Another strategy that is really important to support early communication is signing. Um, 
often parents will say to me, oh, if I teach my child to use sign language, won't the speech be delayed because they'll just be focusing on signing? Well, actually, the answer is no. I mean, there's no scientific research yet to, or, or evidence to suggest that using sign language has a negative impact on speech development. In fact, signing with your child can have a hugely positive influence on the language skills. And many families, and I can vouch for this because I've done it with my, my kids too, have reported um, a faster rate of speech due to signing first. So when you're signing um, with your child, you just won't sign. You will also say the word. Um, so you're exposing them to um, a spoken language. So I used some core signs. I thought about the signs that I wanted to use and I had signed for home, um, signed for more, signed for thank you, signed for milk. Um, milk and sign for mummy. Um, and then I learned some signs that I used um, in the nursery rhymes. Um, I also took my little one to um, sign and sing, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and I remember actually, we were in the car one day and we'd gone for a really long drive. And my little one said, Mama, and then just did the sign for home. He couldn't tell me he wanted to go home, but clearly he wanted to go home. And the same thing's been happening with my um, second one. He can easily sign for home. And it's only been in the last three weeks that he's now started to say om, om, and signing at the same time. Um, so it allows your child to be able to communicate with you if they've not really, if they've not got the motor skills yet to be able to say the word, but because they have, because you're working on other skills, like um, as a child has to remember the sign, use their fine motor skills, they can still communicate to you. And so signing is really, really important. Um, and again, as I said, you're exposing them um, to the signs and spoken language at the same time. Talk a little bit about babbling now. Um, babbling is is the um, is is the first form of language that your baby uh, will um, communicate with you. Um, babbling is usually where the baby will say single sounds or start to join a couple of sounds together, such as b b b m m m pa 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 p p p p b b b b. Now I've had babies between the ages of nine months to to sort of two years who have either who are either not babbling or they're babbling very little or at two they're still babbling but they haven't got the words um so i want to spend a little bit of time today talking about how important it is um to encourage your child to your, your baby to babble um Encouraging babbling face-to-face -face, um, is really important. Um, so I would always say, please make sure you're at the level of your baby and so that they can see you. So they might be lying flat um, in, a, in a seat or in, a, in the cot or in the bed. Um, and when you're babbling, if you think about it, um, you're not only teaching your child certain sounds, but you're turn-taking, you're teaching your baby about social communication and emotional regulation, you're teaching them joint attention and how to wait. Babbling is a major stepping stone in your child's speech and language development. Recent research shows that babbling is the biggest predictor of the emergence of first words, and it helps babies learn the social importance of speech. These typically begin between one to four months when your baby will coo and make vowel sounds like ooh, ah, and then between four to six months, your baby will continue to coo and then start adding in the more speech-like sounds. And this stage is known as pre-canochial babbling. Usually begins between six to ten months. Um, tips for babbling, hold your baby close, have, be face to face, 
Babies are born with mirror neurons, which um, tell them to be able to copy. So although you'll be babbling away um, to your baby who might be three or four months, their brain is recording this information. And as soon as six months hits, they will start to decode all this information that you've been giving them. Um, and also, once your baby does start babbling, try to, um, you, you know, it's important to engage in that. So when your baby's going, ba 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 you respond with, ba 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 so you're then having that conversation you're entering your baby's or your toddler's world and then another important role you have is to start extending that babbling so when baby's going you can say okay so i feel like we've spoken a lot about strategies, tools, techniques that you as parents or um, if you know a child with language delay can use. Um, so I just want to give um, a, a sort of benchmark around language development. But what I want to really importantly say is that language is really varied between the ages of zero to three. Um, and, you know, some children, some toddlers just do start late and they catch it very quickly are just late speakers some speak very early um so i wouldn't i wouldn't hold up on oh i've got a 12 month old and he's got no single words um you know we've discussed all the different building blocks of communication so yes if your child's not talking have a look at all the other building blocks we've talked about are they attending to a task can they sit down with you when you're reading a book? Are they looking at you? Are they able to play? Are they engaging? Are they understanding what you're saying? Then we're going to get language. And if they're not doing those other building blocks, then our role is to get those other building blocks consolidated before we want them to start to speak. But just as a benchmark, just so that you kind of know what we're looking for, um, we expect the babbling um, to start taking place between six and ten months. Between one year, uh, between 12 months and 18 months, we're expecting single words to emerge. Mama, baba, milk, apple, usually words that they're exposed to quite a lot. Um, having said that, I've met babies, uh, having said that, my own second one um, actually said his first word at 15 months. Um, so that there's a real, real gap uh, within this. And I, I was always making sure to see if the other building blocks were in place and they were. Um, and then by two years, you would expect the, the, the toddler to have around 50 words. And once they've turned two, between two to two and a half, you expect them to start joining a couple of words together, like throw ball um, or mama drink or drink milk. Um, so it's important when you're thinking about the vocabulary you're exposing your child to, it should be a mixture of nouns and verbs, because if you're only giving objects, then they can't really put sentences together, because in order to make a sentence, you need a noun and either an adjective or a verb. OK, so let's talk about some common features of a language delay and what to look out for um, and when to start sort of thinking about the extra support you need to um, put in place. So if you have got late talkers who've not really said their first words by 18 months, um, 
18 months. Um, if their child gets their first words, but then they're not really going on to develop any other new words quickly. Um, by two years of age, um, the child is saying less than sort of 50 words and is not really using any two word combinations such as more drink or daddy gone. If the child has difficulty understanding what is being said to them and can't really follow instructions, um, and, and these are not routine instructions. So, you know, don't judge it on go get your shoes because they would have learned that through routine. But maybe asking them, um, would you like an apple or would you like this um, or can you go and do this? Um, the children's language sounds are still very immature for their age. Um, if you feel that um, they've got difficulties um, attending to tasks, they're not really sitting down to read a book, they're not doing the puzzle, they only play for about 30 seconds. If the child is not looking at you when you're speaking, when, when, when you're um, trying to engage the child, um, so they've got difficulties with eye contact and attending to activities. Um, if they have difficulty to just answer questions and to get their words together, um, if they've um, if uh, they um, are not really playing and sort of just uh, aren't really engaging with toys um, uh, then yeah I would say that these are some uh, causes for concern um, and you can contact a speech and language therapist um, uh, to sort of uh, get some more tips and ideas about what you can do and of course speak to your GP. Great okay so I hope you've enjoyed the show and um, this is my first uh, my first show so I really wanted to talk about something that I'm very very passionate about um, and I believe that every child um, should have the opportunity um, to be able to have a voice um, and to be able to uh, be exposed to an enriched language environment so um, that they have um, better opportunities in life um, so please do um, leave me a message or get in touch um, if you would like any more information um, and I will be and on my website, you can find links to um, uh, strategies and techniques um, and play ideas um, that you can use with your child. My website is www.unlockinglanguage.co.uk. Um, okay, and I will speak to you all next week. Music.